0: Special, special, special. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. Coming back at you again. I'm AD and I'm Jerry. And we're going to get right to it and talk about. This Thursday night game. It was a low-scoring game. Tom Brady looked old. And his kryptonite striked again. Just like always. How do you feel about this game?
1: Um, I mean, it kind of honestly went how I expected. You know, kind of tough going back and forth. And then, I mean, the Bears winning. I'm not that impressed with uh, Tom Brady. I've said multiple times. I thought he would get the win, but... Uh it was a lot closer, and I think he's starting to notice that it's a lot harder to get wins without having that coaching advantage.
0: Yeah, I think that Tom Brady not having Bill Belichick is actually hurting him now, and he's starting to realize it, especially in that fourth down that he didn't even know was fourth down. That was weird. I don't know. That was kind of crazy to me. How are you not going to know it's fourth down?
1: He's old. He forgot.
0: Oh, he has Alzheimer's or something?
1: like. No, I think what it is is that he just feels like he's got more on his plate. So I'm pretty sure it was just lack of, um, obviously, clock management, but and communication still, with his coaching staff. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but even still, you would think that like one of his players would be like, "Hey, like this is fourth down."
0: Yeah, I mean, you're the quarterback. You're the you're the fucking sheriff. You know, you're the one that has to keep up with that. I feel like because you're the one hiking the ball, and you're the one that has to know what down it is.
1: Yeah, I mean that was definitely an error on his part, but I mean for the most part he played a solid game. I mean he's played, had a solid year, so I don't I don't think that he's just necessarily like the reason why they're losing, but I don't think he's necessarily the reason why they're winning. It's just more like now I feel like he's recognizing that it takes a whole team, especially since you don't have that coaching advantage. Like I keep saying,
0: yeah, and I don't know, yeah, that Tom Brady not having Bill Belichick is really hurting him, and. I guess we know now, like, who actually needed who. And I actually think Bill Belichick didn't need Tom Brady. Tom Brady needed Bill Belichick.
1: Dang, so you're finally convinced now? Yeah,
0: I'm finally convinced. I was leaning, you know, I was in the middle. But, now I'm convinced that...
1: Nah, you were a heavy Brady's fan for a while. Don't
0: even ever say that
1: with your mouth ever again. I mean, it's not wrong. You've no. said multiple times I that you thought he was elite, that he's one of the best passers this game's ever seen.
0: Whenever he's with Will Belichick, then okay. yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> so you've said it for like 15 years. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> 15 years, yes. That 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 sounds about right. That's about it. Only only 15 years, okay? That's it. But coming nowadays, I'm, I'm going to see how interesting it is when Tom Brady gets down that playoff time and see if he can even make it to the playoffs. What do you think? He's going to make it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll make it as a he might even make it as the division champs. So I don't think the Saints look. I don't know. They got a lot of issues going on, too. I mean, the they look better than the Saints right now. Yeah. Even though they're having their woes. I mean. All teams have their woes, but offensively, they still look pretty good, and I think they'll do enough in order to get to the playoffs still.
0: Yeah. The Saints are hurting right now, especially because they don't have Michael Thomas. But let's see how it turns out. All right. Let's go to our next segment, our new segment, our fantasy players of the week. We're going to break down our fantasy players for each position. Our three favorite fantasy players for each position, and just let you know what we think. And who's gonna come out on top this week? Uh let's go ahead and start at at quarterback. Who's your first quarterback?
1: Dak Prescott. <laughs> he <laughs> has the most yards. I mean, it's just. I mean, when you just look at the Cowboys' offense, it's just humming on all aspects. They're averaging over thirty plus points. You know, we're not talking about win loss column here. We're talking about fantasy. So yep. as far as fantasy, I mean, Dak Prescott.
0: All right, I'm going to tell you something right now, Jerry. I also got Dak Prescott. (laughs) Yeah, I think Dak Prescott is going to put points against this Giants team. You know, the Giants are just terrible everywhere. And I think they're going to put up, they're going to give up a lot of points to Dak and this Cowboys team in general. So, yeah, Dak is my number one quarterback for this week. Who do you got at number two?
1: Josh Allen. Josh Allen the okay. great Josh Allen I like what he's doing and he's done exactly what I was talking about earlier in the year on these podcasts is uh he's shown growth as a passer I mean he's slinging the ball all over the field as Stephon Gilmore or not Stephon Gilmore Stefan Diggs Stephon he's Diggs. definitely uh benefited heavy from that so uh yeah he's my he's my second rated quarterback right now just as far as fantasy wise
0: yeah uh as my second for this week I got Kyler Murray I think he's gonna have a bounce back game from his last two games and I and just because he's going against the Jets, the Jets are not a very good team also. And I think he's going to actually come back, throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins and have a game this week.
1: Yeah, hard to argue that. All right. Well, my next one is uh, Russell Wilson, another guy who's just on the tear. And I just as of right now, it's hard to see him slowing down. I mean, a- another notable I wanted to mention was Aaron Rodgers. But I think Russell Wilson's just playing on an, on an elite level right now that no one else is. Currently at. Other other guys can maybe get there, but right now he, he's top tier.
0: Yeah. I, I For my third one, I got Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I just think coming out that bye week and then going against his Philly team, he's going to have a good game, probably throw over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and, you know, come back hot. Let's move on to our running backs of the week. Who do you got first?
1: Yeah, it sounds cliche, but uh, I got Ezekiel Elliott, mainly because, again, they're playing a really bad team, and I think they're going to get the lead early. Ezekiel Elliott's had 100 yards of scrimmage three times out of the four games he's played, so I just can I see him to have another game where he just has over 100 yards of scrimmage on a weak team when the Cowboys get the lead early.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my first one, I got Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is having to put his team on his shoulders right now, especially with Michael Thomas out. So I think he's going to get the same amount of work that he has the last two weeks. He's going to put up a lot of points and have a lot of receptions out the backfield. So I got Camaro coming in at number one. For number two, I got Kareem Hunt. Since Nick Chubb is going to be out for a couple weeks, Kareem Hunt's finally going to be able to shine and become the lead back in this team. And going against Indy, I know it's a tough matchup, but I think they're going to have to focus a lot on the run because Baker Mayfield can't throw the ball as much as he wants to. So I think they're going to have to rely heavily on the run game and get their points that way.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. But uh, my second one is actually uh, Dalvin Cook. I'm not too excited about running backs and what they may do. I'm more excited about what running backs have done in the last two games. He's rushed for like over 311 yards. That's kind of insane, in and yeah. just in, in just two games, so, he's the uh, whole team too. Yeah, he he. So he's really just putting that team on his back, and he he's really going for it. So uh, yeah, he's he's my guy. I expect him to just have another hundred yards rushing, continue that uh that hot streak.
0: Yeah, and for my next one, I got Mike Davis. Yes, Mike Davis from Carolina, because since McCaffrey came out, he's been putting up points and. The, the offense really hasn't changed even McCaff- when McCaffrey went out. Yes, he's not putting up points like McCaffrey, but he is putting up points. And I think against this Atlanta team, he's going to be able to put a little bit more points, Um, maybe like 130 yards, all scrimmage yards, and a touchdown, if not another one.
1: All right, well, my, my third one is uh, Clyde Edwards, the rookie from the Chiefs. Uh, he's had a pretty solid first four games. He hasn't scored a touchdown since his first game, but I expect him to to score a touchdown in this game. I expect him to break that. Uh, he's basically averaging like seventeen carries a game, so the yeah, opportunities. Yeah, has good volume. Are, yeah, the opportunities are there, and I just expect eventually now he's gonna he's gonna get that second touchdown. All right, now let's uh, let's talk about wide receivers. Uh, wide receiver I like Amari Cooper. Again, I touched about it earlier. Dak Prescott's throwing it all over the place, and one of those recipients is Cooper. He's averaging 13 targets a game and uh, over 100 yards. So uh, I expect that to just continue with that high-flight offense.
0: That's a good one. I like that. And I have DK Metcalf versus the Minnesota Vikings. I just think Minnesota, you know, is giving a lot of air ball, air yards right now. So I think he's going to have a good game over 100 yards and a touchdown.
1: Um, another guy I like is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. This is another guy who always makes plays, and he's averaging nine catches a game. So, I mean, just by default, that's nine points. So, uh, I like that against any matchup, and I expect him and Kyler Murray to have a nice bounce-back game.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Kyler Murray has a good bounce-back game, and I also have DeAndre Hopkins versus the Jets balling out. Yeah, this Jets team is just bad, you know, so I think he's going to come out, ball out, and put up some points for you fantasy players out there. My next one is actually Adam Thielen against the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are also putting a lot of air yards out, and I I think this is more going to be of a shootout between the Seahawks and the the Vikings, so I have Adam Thielen in this one, and I think he's going to have a good game for, for the Vikings this game.
1: Uh, funny you mentioned that I actually have the opposite receiver, the rookie Justin Jefferson. And nice. in, uh, in the last two games, he's got 11 catches for 278 yards, so that's uh, really explosive in these last two games. He's really clicking with Kirk Cousins. And, again, like you said, the Seattle Seahawks is terrible. I mean, I think they're averaging, like, eight catches for over 100 yards for opposing receivers going against and allowing, like, 400 yards of air offense. It's it's worse in the league right now. So, uh, yeah, that's one of those uh, – Hidden gems if you haven't already picked him up yet. Yeah, yeah, go out and pick him up. All right, let's
0: go into our tight ends of the week. I got Mark Andrews at number one. Going against the Cincinnati team, Lamar Jackson, he favors his tight ends. So, I think he's going to have a game this week for 80 yards and a score.
1: All right, well, my tight end, I got TJ Hawkins. I, I see that uh, him and Matthew Safford have really started to, you know, form a little bit of a chemistry. I think he's scored now in back-to-back games. So, uh, I don't know. I just want to see him continue to grow. I mean, he's really a second-year tight end. They invested heavily on him. I think he was a top-ten pick. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they want to see that, that reward.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. My next one is George Kittle coming back from injury against this Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, I think um, Garoppolo, since he's coming back this week, he's going to rely heavily on Kittle, throw him the ball, and put some points on the board.
1: Yeah, actually, I second that. Uh, I also had Kittle. Uh, he exploded his first week back, so uh, I, ex- I see him to just stomp on this Dolphins team and do the exact same thing. Yeah. But leading into that, I also see my third tight end is also in this game, Mike Gusecki. That's who he'll be going against. They like playing him in the slot. Fitzpatrick tends to favor him and he gets a lot of targets. He hasn't necessarily, the last game didn't show up with those targets, but uh, I mean, again, I'm about volume and when you get volume, opportunities will show up and you can do something with it.
0: Yeah, I like that pick. I actually like Iseki. You know, he's very athletic. But let's go into our kickers of the week. I only have one kicker and I think it's going to be Cody Parkey versus Indy. I just don't think they're gonna be able to score against this indie team, so they're gonna have to kick the ball. That's my kicker of the week.
1: All right. Well, my kicker of the week, I guess, is uh, Greg the Leg. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't do my research on this one, uh, and he's the <laughs> first guy I could think of. Guys, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, again, if we're talking about fantasy, and if I think the Cowboys are gonna score a lot of points, regardless if they're touchdowns or not, that's just you know points for the kicker. So uh, yeah, yeah, Greg the Leg, Greg the Leg.
0: And just a notable here, I'm going to choose a defense. And I'm going to choose a Cowboys defense against this Giants defense. Because, yeah, I don't think the Giants will be scoring much in this game. So, even with this terrible Cowboys defense, I think the Cowboys defense actually has a chance to redeem themselves for once.
1: Yeah, I wish I could agree. But, uh, no, I'm I'm not going to agree with that.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm taking a limp, bro. I'm just... Yeah. Throwing it out there, just trying to, trying to get one.
1: No, a fun defense to pick would just be uh, the Cardinals. They're playing against the Jets. That should be some easy points. Hey, they're
0: both bad teams, so <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised of either of them. All right, let's go ahead and get into our week five games and give our predictions and scores. First game: Eagles at the Steelers. How you feel about this game, Jerry?
1: Well, you know, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win. That has nothing to do with me not being a big fan of them. You don't have to lie. No, I mean, it's also because we have all seen the state of their team. You know, they don't have any weapons on the, uh, as far as wide receivers. The offensive line is just like regular Joes. Their quarterback is playing average at best right now. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions going on with that team. And right now the Steelers, they're not playing great ball, but they're playing solid football right now. So, I mean, they're a very complete team compared to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I see, you know, I see the Steelers winning this game 24-10.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the Eagles are going to come out on top with this one. I think I got the Steelers winning 24-17. I just think with the Steelers coming off the bye week and then – the Eagles not having any weapons as in the wide receiver corps. I don't know how they're going to be able to put a lot of points on the board against this against the Steelers team. And Ben Roethlisberger, you know he's healthy. He got his weapons. And coming out that bye week, I just think it's going to be too much for this Eagles team. And I don't know. I, I like ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger this year. I think he's going to be able to shine this year and take his team to the playoffs let's go on to our next game Cardinals at Jets I'm not too excited about this game how do you feel about it
1: well the only thing that intrigues me is again I want to see a bounce back from Kyler Murray he showed some you know good flashes the first two games with these last two games you know he hasn't necessarily played bad but they're not they're not it's not great football and you, you want to see better so um, that's what, That's really what I'm trying to, to see, and that's what I, I'm really wanting to to watch. Other than that, there's not really any storyline. I think Sam Darnold's a bust, and they have a really bad team. So I think the Cardinals win this game pretty easily, 27-13.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold won't be playing this week, and they got Joe Flacco, your favorite quarterback of all time. Former Bronco, great. <sighs> I wish that never happened. But I don't think Joe Flacco is going to come here and fix anything for this team. Their defense is bad. Their offense is bad. Their coaching is bad. I just think that they have a bad all-around team everywhere. They just need to restart just like the Giants. So I got the Cardinals winning 21-10, and I really hope Kyler Murray comes out and balls because I think he's going to need that for his confidence for the rest of the year. Especially going against the Jets team, you know you got you got to win this game. You can't go you can't go in and lose this game against this Jets team. Not even the Broncos with a third string quarterback lost against this team. So I think he's going to come out and ball, and DeAndre Hopkins can also have a game.
1: All right. Well, speaking of quarterbacks that need confidence, Jaguars, Texans, Deshaun Watson has zero wins on the season. You know yeah. how I feel about that. Yep. What do you think? I think
0: Deshaun Watson is going to come out and win this first game. Bill O'Brien is finally out the organization. I'm pretty sure the Texans fans are signed right now because they know Bill O'Brien was a terrible coach, and terrible GM. So I think they're going to come out and have some confidence, show some energy, and come out with the win on this one and have him winning 23-21 to against this Jaguars team. And Minshew, don't get me wrong, I like Minshew, but I don't know. He de- he doesn't look like the same player he was last year. Right now, at this time, at this time of the season, so um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he gets better. But I don't think he's gonna come out with the win on this one.
1: Um, I actually kind of disagree. I mean, these are two teams that are kind of bad, and and I don't know. There's something about Minshew that I think I don't know. There's some dog in him, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna come out on top. Again, these are. These are two really bad franchises. The yep. difference is is that the Texans had a bad franchise because they had bad GM and, and coaching by Bill O'Brien making bad decisions. Yep. Well, I mean, the Jaguars are making bad decisions in another way. I mean, literally, Minshew's just trying to, like, coach – or not coach a team, uh, like, lead a team when they're literally trading away anything that's tradable. Yeah, but they're rebuilding. So, yeah, they're I in mean, the middle of a it. rebuild, so it's it's understandable. But the fact that his, he keeps his team competitive is what, again, yeah. that dog that I like, which I think will show up. I mean, he has one more win than Deshaun Watson, even with all the woes of intentionally getting rid of their best players to get assets, no different than what Bill O'Brien was doing, except – there was no DeAndre Hopkins, a notable trade. So uh, yeah. Anyways, long story short is I think Minshew wins this one. 20, 10.
0: Yeah, um, Minshew. Um, I like Minshew, and I think I think he he's very competitive. I do agree with that, and it's unfortunate because his team is rebuilding. So you know he's not. He doesn't have those weapons around him. Only DJ Chark. You know he. That's all. That's all he has. And James Robinson. You know he's coming out and balling too but other than that you know his defense fell off um his receivers he only has one so i mean yeah i understand why he's why he's struggling and i get why you say that he's gonna win this game but i just think the Texas is gonna come out rejuvenized with bill o'brien being out of this game
1: well i would hope so they got the more paid and experienced quarterback so yes. we'll see
0: all right let's go ahead and move on to our next game Panthers at Falcons. Uh, I like this game a little bit. Um, I want to see Teddy Bridgewater prove himself. If he can win this game, I think you know he he'll he'll move up a little bit in my bracket. But I have the Falcons win this one. And I think Matt Ryan will finally get his first win against this Panthers team. And I think they're gonna win 27-23. I just think Matt Ryan is going to find his groove finally, and I think this defense is going to do enough to keep this Panthers team at bay.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm just going to keep saying that it's really hard to continue losing games when you're averaging 30 points a game. So I think Matt Ryan finally gets his first win and and just continues rolling along.
0: Yeah, what what do you think is going to be the biggest difference in this game?
1: Uh, I think it's mainly going to be Matt Ryan, and I think he's going to study his team, and I think he's going to show that he's clearly the better quarterback in this matchup, and I think that'll be the deciding factor. Again, I think it's just hard to continue losing when you're averaging thirty points a game.
0: Yeah, and uh, but he's not going to have Julio Jones, and that that's one of my biggest concerns for him is not having Julio Jones. And I know he's he passes around passes around mm-hmm. a lot, so I think it'll be okay. But I think he's going to have to rely heavily on covin ridley in this one
1: yeah i mean again like you said he's one of those guys who distributes it so the fact that julio's out is in my opinion not too big of a factor especially since i mean they're already they don't have any wins so it's not like oh no what are they risking they're not risking much they're just trying to get a win here so i think the i think the falcons win this finally 30 24 all right now another matchup we have here rams Versus the Washington football team. What do you think? I
0: don't like this matchup. And I don't like the
1: football team and their name.
0: But I have the Rams coming out on top. 30-17. to I don't think this is going to be a close match. And I think the Rams are going to pretty much manhandle this team all around.
1: Uh, I disagree and agree with you. I disagree. I think the best thing about this team is the fact that their name is the football team. That's what? the only thing good they got going for them. Uh, okay. Other yeah, than that's that, true. they're terrible. And, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that the Rams are also going to just walk over this team. I think it's going to be an easy win, 28-17 Rams. I think uh, golf is just going to be methodical and get the ball out too quickly and just control the clock and dominate this game. I know the Redskins are trying a new quarterback in Kyle Allen, and I don't think it's going to make a difference.
0: Yeah, I don't think Kyle Allen is going to be. They should have put Alex Smith in there if Alex Smith is healthy. I mean, I don't know why they didn't. I think Alex Smith is more of a seasoned veteran, so I'm really confused about that decision, but I don't know. Let's see how it works out for them, and I don't think it's going to work out, though. Let's go on and go to our next game, Dolphins at 49ers. I have the 49ers coming out on top, 21 to 20. I think this is actually going to be a close game. Fitz Magic is going to come out, you know, and uh keep this game close, but the 49ers defense is going to keep him at bay, and I think they're going to rely heavily on Kittle in this one, like I said in the in the other series, and Garoppolo's back, so I think they're going to come out on top on this one.
1: Yeah, Kittle, the addition of Kittle makes it hard to go against the 49ers, so I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, the Dolphins, I don't see them having much of a chance. I know they're trying to get Gusecki on one-on-ones against these smaller DBs, but I don't know if Fitzmagic will be able to get rid of the ball quick enough to do it. So, um, yeah, I think uh, the 49ers win this game 24-17.
0: All right, let's move on to our next game. Colts at the Browns. I'm a little excited about this game, but then I'm not just because Baker Mayfield's quarterback for the Browns. But I think the Colts are going to put up a good match, and they're going to win this game
1: 24-21. Yeah, I'm not impressed with either one of these teams, honestly. I feel like Phillip Rivers, I mean, he's doing Phillip River things, but I think, I don't know, I think they should start already looking for the next guy, and... um. The Browns, I mean, they're solid all around. They got a good running game. And uh, Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's doing his job. He's, you know, not turning over the ball, throwing it to the open guy and keeping the ball, moving the chains. So, um, I don't know. It's kind of a hot toss-up for me, but I guess I'll go with the Browns winning this one, 24-20.
0: Yeah, I think it's good that they're not letting Baker Mayfield throw that much. I think the last two games, he's only had like 150 yards or something in each one of them. And they relied heavily on the run game. And I think they're going to have to do that if they want to win this game. Um, But with Nick Chubb out, they're going to have to rely heavily on Kareem Hunt. And I don't think they're going to be able to run as many yards as they did last week against the Cowboys, against this Colts team. So I think that's going to be a little harder for them, especially against this top defense in the Colts. And I think Phillip Rivers will do enough to put him over the edge. Hopefully he doesn't throw, throw too many interceptions as he's known f- for in the past and tries to keep him in this game and get that
1: W. All right, next we got Vikings-Seahawks. Uh, to me, this is a pretty easy one. I think uh, the Seahawks are going to win this one. I think, you know, Russell Wilson's just going to continue doing this thing and be perfect. I think he's going to, you know, not turn over the ball and probably have, like, another four touchdowns to just continue marching along and getting more wins. I think the Vikings will try to keep it close. I mean... They've had some pretty explosive play out of two young, you know, young explosive wide receivers and a uh, Dalvin Cook, but uh I don't think they can compete with Russell Wilson. So I see Russell Wilson winning this game
0: 27-20. Yeah, I have Russell Wilson, you know, just having a big game on this one too against this Vikings team. I just think Russell Wilson's in a whole different level right now. He's going to air out the ball against this weak Vikings defense and they both have weak defenses but Russell Wilson's going to do more with that opportunity. Kirk Cousins is not who he was or they thought he was going to be and he's not the future for this team so I think they're going to have to rely heavily on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball out, throw the ball a little bit more and I don't think that's going to work out for him. Yeah and I have this game going 27-21 Seahawks. They're going to win by a touchdown and they're gonna win. They're gonna have a pretty good game. All right, let's move on to our next game. Bills at the Titans. TBD. Jerry.
1: Um, is it when is this game supposed to be? Is this the one of the postponed games?
0: Yeah, this is supposed to be on a Tuesday afternoon at six o'clock when no one will be watching football on a Tuesday.
1: Was it affecting their quarterback, or was it just, like, a huge chunk of their team? I think
0: they had, like, 10 positive players. So, I don't know. This is going to be a weird game. Whatever you're doing, Titans, fix that. Because you can't be having this many coronavirus positive tests,
1: all right? Jeopardizing the league.
0: Jeopardizing the league and our NFL season just because you want to go out and party.
1: All right, well I guess getting past that, um I guess I would have to say the Bills personally again, I've said multiple times that the Titans just don't interest me in any way, shape, or fashion. Not you don't even, like the tank? Who is that? Who are you referring to? Derrick only, Henry, bro. The, he's the tank. Well, the only tank I know is not Derrick Henry, so I'm not even He's built refer like him. a tank, Jerry. No. He's not intriguing enough. He's your favorite running back of the league. No, Ezekiel Elliott is. Anyways, uh, the Bills are gonna win this one. I think they're gonna easily handle the Titans. I don't think that um, I don't think Tannehill can right now compete with the type of play that Josh Allen's playing with. He's really slinging the ball over the field, and I see that the Bills are gonna you know really just like expand and show their dominance in the AFC. Even though I think eventually they might fall short to you know the the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean they'll fall short to the Chiefs, but I'm saying just to to kind of show their dominance in the AFC and be like, yeah, we are one of those teams that you do need to worry about. I think, you know, they're going to try to make that statement here against another contending AFC team. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think the same thing. Um, I think they're a big contender in the AFC, and I like Josh Allen and how he's been playing. He's been airing the ball all out, all, all out around the field, especially to DeFont Diggs. And I'm really excited to just watch him grow a little bit more. And I want to see him play against Patrick Mahomes. That'd be a fun matchup, especially um with this team, because they have they have an okay defense, and I think they can hold Mahomes, you know, and the Chiefs a little bit. But I don't think he's at that level. But I'm I want to watch him grow. But against this Bills against this Titans team, yeah, I don't think Tannehill is that guy. I don't know why they paid him that much money. Um, he's an average quarterback at best. But I don't think he's gonna he's gonna get them to where they want to be. I think they're gonna have to find somebody else if they want to progress in this division.
1: Well, I think that's exactly why they signed him because he's an average quarterback and they gave him average money. So I mean, it's not that crazy. What is it, eighteen, nineteen million? I mean, yeah. Deshaun just signed a, a contract that's 30. Like worth like thirty-eight, you know, forty million dollars. So uh, that's like half the price. That's yeah,
0: only like two years, I think.
1: It doesn't change the fact that that's yeah. that's the case. No, I'm talking about Tannehill. Oh yeah, I mean it was like a three-year deal or yeah, a two-year year deal, something yeah. like that. Either way, it it's still that's why you do it because at the end of the day, you only need an average quarterback to win games in this league and you can go into the playoffs. I mean they did it last year, so it's one of those things on how do you want to how do you want to build your team? Do you want to have that uh, elite quarterback and invest all that money right there and have just average Joe's around him, or do you want to have elite premier players? throughout your team and have an average quarterback leading the bunch.
0: So how would you build your quarterback, your team? Would it a first-round quarterback, or would you take your chances in the later rounds?
1: Um, my ideal thing is I would constantly draft quarterbacks. I would always throw that investment out there just because we've seen time and time again where you can flip quarterbacks if they've just even shown flashes of being a competent quarterback and get huge returns at, you know, for them. So... For instance, again, everyone knows I'm a well-known Cowboy fan. I like the idea that the Cowboys drafted him and tried their best to win with a really cheap deal, and now I think they're at the point where now they need to try and just pay him and build a, the exact same thing, hope that you draft around it. So with the Bills, I think they've done a phenomenal job. They invested a high pick in getting Josh Allen, and they've done everything they can to draft good players around him in later rounds. And I think that's always the ideal way for me because quarterback's just the toughest position, and once you find one, you keep them.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And not all first-round quarterbacks are always going to be good, and not all late-round quarterbacks are going to be good. You just got to find the the diamond in the rough and try to just find the best quarterback as possible and the one that fits around your team. But I got this, I got this game going 27-21 for the Bills, so I think yeah. it's going to be a very... It's going to be an okay game. I think the Titans are going to rely heavily on the running game, trying to slow Josh Allen down, but I don't think he's going to succeed at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, his uh, passing has really improved, and I want to see it continue to grow. So, yeah, I share those thoughts, and I think they win 30-20. to 20.
0: Okay, okay. All right, let's move on to our next game. Broncos at the Patriots. This game got delayed, and it's going to be played on a Monday afternoon also at 4 p.m., I got the Patriots winning this game, 24-21. It's just, to me, it's just too many injuries with the Broncos right now, and no fans is going to be out this game. You know, they already lost Gordon Sutton. They don't know if Drew Locke's going to play. I think the, Rip, the Ripper is going to play, most likely. So there's just, there's just a lot of question marks in this game. So I think, I think New England is going to be able to put this out by, by a small margin because most likely they will not have Cam Newton on this one
1: interesting so no cam but you still predict a loss for the broncos yeah i kind of share that i think that they'll probably just try to rely heavy on their running attack and whatever guy is hot obviously we know with the patriots they like to run running back by committee so you really know who's going to get the ball and they're going to play great defense um as far as the broncos like you said they got woes up and down i mean they've shown flashes obviously jerry judy had that miraculous catch last thursday night that was cool but he was also two for four as far as catching on his targets. needs to improve on that. Um, again, the struggles at the quarterback position is upon the league, and we're about to have a really ugly matchup in this one with two uh, below-average quarterbacks. But I see the Patriots winning in this one, 20 17.
0: Yeah, I just think the Broncos, if, if Drew Locke can get out there, he's been practicing on a limited basis this week. So if Drew Lock can get out there, I think they have a better chance at winning. But with the Ripper, you know, he had an okay game last week, but he made too many mistakes, and that's the type of stuff you can't do against this this Patriots defense. But at the same time, the Patriots defense won't have Stephon Gilmore because he had he tested positive this week for the coronavirus. So I mean, I think that's a that's a good thing for the Broncos. And if Drew Lock can get out there, you know, I will give him a big a, a bigger chance of winning. But Bill Belichick, you know, he's good at scheming, especially against these young quarterbacks. So I think Bill Belichick will do enough to win this game, even if
1: Drew Locke is out there. So now Stephon Gilmore, do you think there's a possibility Jerry Judy has a breakout game?
0: That's why I have him starting in my lineup, Jerry.
1: All right, so sleeper of the week, guys. We might not have mentioned him earlier.
0: Yeah, sleeper of the week for me is Jerry Judy for sure. But uh, nah, I think the Broncos are going to have to do a little bit more if they want to win this game. And their defense is gonna have to step up and make some plays. You have they have to win the turnover ratio on this one if they wanna win this game.
1: Or maybe I can get that first round pick and number one overall, Trevor Lawrence. Just lose out. It sounds so good. You know, I I just wanna see Drew Locke progress. If he can
0: progress this season after his injury after he comes back from injury. Nah, I don't want Trevor Lawrence, but if Drew Locke just You know, hits rock bottom and gets benched, I'm all for it, buddy.
1: All right. We'll we'll revisit that topic later on in the year.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I'm going to keep a close eye on Drew Locke, especially because I'm going to be able to watch this
1: Monday night game. So when is Cam Newton's prediction to come back? I'm assuming probably after this week, then. Yeah, probably
0: next week because you know it's usually last the coronavirus usually lasts two weeks.
1: Is, has the NFL announced their protocol yet for these players once they've contracted it? What how well, long the they protocol have to has, stay away?
0: Yeah, they have to be on lockdown okay. for two weeks or until they until they test negative for the virus. So you know it's it's unfortunate, man. You know because. This, this changes a lot in the league's dynamics, especially with each team. If you're not having your all-star players out there, you know, it's hurting. It's hurting bets. It's hurting everything all around.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of crazy because it's like at what point does it become fair and unfair because, you know, the Patriots had to play their game without Cam Newton while the Titans got their game delayed, you exactly. know, allowing them, you know, again, that doesn't guarantee a win or a loss, but, I mean, that's a better opportunity to win when you're, basically waiting for their starting players to get healthy versus, you know, not. And that's what happened to the Patriots.
0: Yeah, and I guess they lost their bye week. I guess that's their punishment. But, yeah, I I think if if they do this again and they have more positive tests in the future, I think they have to take that L.
1: Some forfeits? You think they should just start forfeiting some games? Hey,
0: if if they're not keeping their players safe, why not? You know, they have to. Put the hammer down and get these players to
1: control what they're doing. Any notable players besides Jerry Judy you see in this matchup?
0: If anything, mm, Nikhil Harry for the Patriots. Yeah, if anything, he's going to be the other one. But every, other than that, maybe Edelman. alright They're going to have to rely on those on those players. But other than that, no. There's not a lot of big names out there.
1: All right, so another intriguing matchup we have here. We have the Cowboys and the Giants. What do
0: you think? What do you think? I want to know what you think because I already know Dak Prescott is going to come out here on top, and I already have them winning 24 to 10. (laughs) So I already have a wide margin in this game, and I don't think the Giants are going to put up any fight against this team. And I don't even think they're going to be able to put up points like that. So... What do you think about this?
1: Well, uh, I would, I would, man, earlier in the season, I would have, like, agreed with you, except it would have been more like 30 to 10. But this defense has, like, it's really starting to shake me, and it's just so terrible <laughs> when I look at it. It makes me just want to just – I'm just disgusted. On the other hand, though, you got the offense that just looks so phenomenal, and I just think eventually, like – you just can't continue to lose when you're averaging, like, 35 points or more. Like, like that's the just, Falcons? Yeah, like, that's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like I, that's another team eventually. I'm like, eventually they're just going to start winning because you just can't continue to lose when you're averaging that many points. And I think the Cowboys are going to win this game, of course, like I always do. I think they're going to win. But there's always rhyme and reason to why I think so. I think we're going to win because, again, we have three of the most prolific wide receivers. I think Dak Prescott, again, is showing that he can just be a really – prolific passer when he needs to be. I don't think he needs to be throwing the ball 60 times, but if he needs to, he can. He's clearly done it. He's done it, what, three times in a row, 450 or more. However, I think Ezekiel needs to get more involved, so Dak Prescott doesn't need to be throwing that ball as much.
0: You don't like Dak Prescott throwing the ball 50 or more times?
1: No, it's not that I don't like it. I think that they just need to be more balanced. I think the reason why that he's having to throw 50 times or more is because his team has been putting him in a hole. I like to see them play more balanced. And the most important thing is I like to see them have a game where they don't have a single turnover. I think that would be really beneficial for the entire team.
0: Yeah, that's been a bad thing for them the last few games. They've been turning the ball over a lot, fumbles, interceptions. Well, not really interceptions, more fumbles than anything. But how do you feel about y'all losing y'all's left tackle? How much is this going to impact Dak Prescott's game, especially with a top-five defense in the Giants?
1: Losing the tackle is... It, 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 it does suck. I'm not going to lie. It does suck. But, like, the astonishing thing is that he only played in one game, and that was ironically the game he threw for 500 yards. Well, the other two games, well, the entire season, honestly, he's been playing without his starting tackles, and it hasn't prevented him from throwing for 400 yards. Again, like I was telling you earlier about the comparison I have between him and Deshaun Watson is that Dak Prescott seemed to – he's been able to grow into the, enough to where he's able to get rid of the ball – Because he's seeing where the blitz is coming from and recognizing that both my tackles aren't good, so I'm not able and allowing my receivers to run these double-move routes. And I think that's the difference, and I think that's how they'll compensate. I think they just won't have any double-move routes, and it'll just be really quick plays to the wide receivers to get the ball out quickly.
0: Yeah, and um, look, I'm going to tell you something. Dak has moved up a little in my book, all right? Just from the play he's shown the last three games, I think he's moved up a little bit in my in my ranks. I put him 5th now. So I know you're excited about that, Jerry? Extremely. But don't get this twisted. He should have won last week. Those two turnovers he had, bad turnovers which would have led to a a win in the win column.
1: They were bad turnovers, but it's it's hard to ha- have bad turnovers when like I mean, people always say he had garbage tied yards or all this stuff, but it's really him keeping his team in a position to win. And if he didn't have those – it was really those two back-to-back turnovers that really changed the fortune of the game. And one of them was only his fault, and the later one was him trying to to win the game. You know, come back and win the game. And, again, if they didn't have that horrible kickoff, in my opinion, that allowed Beckham to run 50 yards and starting the ball off at half field, I mean – you know, again, like, Dak Prescott did everything in his power to rally. See me, he's like, all right, cool, we're within three. And the coach is like, all right, cool, let's give the Browns the ball at half field. And then, all right, and then the defense is like, all right, cool, let's decide to let Odell Beckham do an, a, you know, a wide receiver sweep into a round for 50 yards. And then Jalen Smith decides to just tackle his own defender. Like, and Dak Prescott's just like, all right, cool, I'll play defense too, coach.
0: Yeah, it was just an all-around bad, bad day for y'all, and – what do you have to say about these haters? Because you know they're all out there talking, talking about how Dak ain't it.
1: Well, like I said, I guess Dak's just gonna have to play defense too. I mean, he's already throwing sixty times, completing for you know sixty-seven percent, almost seventy percent of his passes. Four touchdowns, maybe one turnover. And again, it's usually that one turnover that him trying to literally win the game after being already down by twenty. I guess he just got to get some sacks and some interceptions, too. I think,
0: I think he has to get some wins. I think that's the biggest problem. You know? He'll
1: get the wins once yeah. his team doesn't turn over the ball and fail him. And unfortunately, they no longer have Garrett, but now they got McCarthy. But fortunately, they're playing Garrett. And this yeah, will be co- interesting Garrett's for me. Garrett's coming back. Yeah, Garrett's coming back. Let's see. Which, hey, well, which how do you coach coach feel if Garrett worse?
0: came back and just won this game against y'all?
1: You know, there's a little part of me that thinks that Garrett's just been circling this game. And is like, all right, I'm going to just keep all my secrets to this game. And then for some it's weird gonna reason. going to blow off? Yeah, just have 30 points against this terrible defense. That does scare me a little bit. I think you're quivering right now just thinking about it. I am. I am quivering a little bit, but I still see the Cowboys coming out on top. I think they still have enough as long as they don't. I think the biggest key for this w- victory is no turnovers. They get no turnovers. The Cowboys win this game easily 30-20. 30-20,
0: huh? You think they're going to put 20 points up?
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll be their first game. They actually, you know, have a double digit or something like that. What? Yeah, and it's going to be against this terrible defense. I'm still not sold that they've fixed all their woes. But, hey, if this defense holds them to 20, that's a win. <laughs>
0: hey, yeah, you're not lying about that one. I mean, last few games. Crazy amount of points. Crazy amount of points. I don't know what your defense, defensive coordinator is doing, but it's not playing football.
1: He hasn't been in the league in a while. It's uh, Honestly, it's kind of a questioning uh, coaching hire, in my opinion. That's a Mike McCarthy guy. And at this point, I think he needs to be out. Yeah, there's. Yeah, Jerry mean, Jones just needs to pull that trigger. Already. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. It's just that, I mean, when you're literally the first quarter of the season and you are the worst defense in NFL history, it, like, you got to make a change.
0: All right, enough about the Cowboys. Let's move on to our game of the week. Game number one, Bengals at the Ravens. The young studs of the NFL. What do you think about this game?
1: I don't know. Something tells me that there's a chance that Burrow steals this one from Lamar. I think that the Bengals play solid defense enough, and they can try to do their best to control the game with running it with Joe Mixon. And I think the best part about it is that Joe Burrow is actually a prolific, you know, prototype quarterback who can throw from all over the field, you know, and make those incredible throws, which you know, Lamar still still trying to show that he can do that on more of a consistent base. And I think this will be a good matchup for him because I think Cincinnati's been playing kind of like with a high pace offense. They've been trying to throw stretch the field a little bit. But I want to see if Lamar Jackson's going to be able to match that and continue to show that he can throw the ball. But I know they're going to try to run the ball too to also do the same thing and control it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I have the Ravens winning this one 27-21. Don't get me wrong. I like Joe Burrow. But Lamar Jackson... I think it's gonna be a little, gonna do a little bit more in this game, and I think the Ravens defense is gonna hold back Joe Burrow a little bit. Um, I just think it's gonna to be too much for Joe Burrow on this one. But I just want to point out the Ravens passing attack; it's kind of non-existent right now. So if they end up losing this game, I think it's because it's gonna be because of Lamar Jackson's inability to throw the ball and be accurate and. He was better last year. I don't know what happened, but this year he's not He's not, He's not. not the same person.
1: Yeah, I mean, what are they? They're pretty much dead last. The uh, 31st. 30, oh, yeah, 31st. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's just the NFL catching up with a young player. I mean, he's still young. That was barely, I think, his first year start, as a starter. Full starter, yeah. As a full starter. So, I mean, honestly, the defense probably wasn't respecting his passing game and they were too focused on his ability to run the ball and he probably had a lot of easy reads and a lot of blown coverages because of the fact of they're trying to protect you know the perimeter and the line of scrimmage so um, yeah there's a lot of contributors as to why Lamar is, is is struggling heavily in the passing game right now and I think that's this is a key reason why we need to really just Calm down our judgments and you know electing these you know kings of the NFL the next best thing because as you can see I mean he's struggling struggling hard this year.
0: Yeah, he just has to get better at passing the ball. You know he's already a great runner, but that can only get you so far in this league. And I I believe Joe Burrow's a better quarterback all around because you know he can scramble, but he can also throw the ball for 300 yards which he has done in the last few games.
1: Yeah, I think he just set a record, a rookie record for most consecutive 300 passing games, so yeah, that's I mean the last again, four games. Ar- yeah, he's already trending in the right direction exactly what you want winning the game winning games the way you want your quarterback to win it, which is, yeah. you know, distributing it to your your special guys.
0: Yeah, he just needs a little bit more weapons and I think he, he's a contender in that division, you know, with that with the Steelers and the Ravens and the Browns.
1: Well, without all that being said, I honestly kind of feel like this might be a trap game for the Ravens. And I actually see the Bengals sneaking a win and winning this game 27-24. I think it'll be a close matchup the entire time because, you know, division rivals always are. But I think Joe Burrow is going to keep it close and drive down the field and win.
0: Okay. I like that. I would like to see that. I really would. Let's, let's move on to our next game. Chargers at the Saints. My boy. They just announced it, full starter.
1: Uh, First thing I need to note is you need some consistency. Last week he was my boy, Justin Herbert, and now this week he's your boy. Yeah, uh, I've been
0: I've been wanting I just wanted him to be the full time starter, and I told you this last week. I don't think Terod Taylor should should get the starting job when he comes back, and they finally announced it this week that he's gonna be the full starter. And I'm really liking that. You know, you, you saw the performance he put up last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady putting no points on the board. But ultimately, you know, Tom Brady came back and won the, got the last drive and won that game for them. So, you know, I I, I like Justin Herbert. You know, he's he's a good quarterback, and again, he's a dual threat quarterback. He can run the ball and he can pass
1: it really, really well. And you. Competing against one of the greats in this league, Drew Brees. You think he has a, a fair chance, or you think Drew Brees showing the cracks? Because I personally—he's showing the cracks. He's bro. showing some cracks, yeah. and I think right now, man, the Saints are looking like man. We need to really start thinking about investing in a young quarterback, and it's going to make it tough for the the Saints to come out with a win, in my opinion. Because I think I think Herbert's going to do exactly like you said. I think he's going to try to score quickly, and if they have to score so quickly, it's going to be hard for the Saints because right now they're one of those, like, methodical teams. So, to me, this is more of a coaching game, in my opinion. So, I'm very intrigued to see how Sean Payton handles this young Justin Herbert.
0: I don't think he's going to be able to handle it well. I, I got the Chargers winning 24-21 against this Saints team. And with Michael Thomas being out, they're going to have to rely heavily on, on Alvin Kamara. And I don't think that's going to be enough, because the Chargers defense is a pretty good D. And then Justin Herbert's going to be airing the ball out. And Drew Brees cannot throw the ball over 20 yards. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to keep up with this high-paced high offense, even if Austin Eckler's out, yeah. But the running game's still going to be a factor in this one, too. So, Justin Herbert, the W.
1: Man, there's a lot of things I like, Justin Herbert. But uh, I don't think he gets this win. Last week, he couldn't even put up more than 21 points, and I think he's going to do the exact same. I think he loses this game 21-24 to Saints, and it's because Drew Brees is just too savvy. I think he's going to methodically work his way down the field and score enough touchdowns to just win this game. Kamara's going to go off, have multiple scores in this game, and they're going to control the clock, keeping him off the field as much as possible. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see that.
0: I mean, Justin Herbert scored 31 points last game.
1: What was that what was was it thirty
0: one? It was thirty one points. He put thirty one points up against Tom Brady and and the Buccaneers. So he has he he can put points on the board, you know. So I, I think they're gonna be able to do that, and I don't think that Drew Brees is actually gonna be able to keep up with Justin Herbert. In my opinion, uh, I I just think he's a, he's a up and coming rookie. All
1: right, all, right,
0: all, right. all right, let's go ahead and move on to our next game, the Raiders. At the Chiefs, I'm not too excited about this game. I do like it because of Patrick Mahomes and because it's a division game. But Patrick Mahomes, it has is like the Raiders'
1: kryptonite too.
0: You know, they just can't win against him.
1: So you don't think that the Raiders are going to try to do their best and like run the ball hard with Josh Jacobs? I mean, that's usually the best way you keep a. Patrick Mahomes down. I mean, that's the Patriots. They, they looked really good for three quarters. You know, they are running the ball hard, keeping Mahomes off the field. But dang, it only took a little bit, right?
0: Yep, and that's all it's gonna take. They, they're gonna try it. I think. I think they will try to run the ball with Josh Jacobs. But at the end of the day, you also got to throw the ball, and they don't have no one to throw it to other than Darren Waller. And I don't think it's gonna be enough for them. I don't think they, they're gonna put up enough points to keep up with this Chiefs offense.
1: Yeah, uh, I I would agree. I mean, they've been more kind of a run-first team ever since they traded Amani Cooper, ironically. Yeah. I I think that uh, they might be looking back kind of regretting it. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, here they are now. This is why they invested a first-round pick in Henry Ruggs. So, I mean, I know they really want to get him going, but... He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Exactly. It's hard. And, and again, it just makes it so hard, even for me, still to justify you know, a first-round pick and a wide receiver just because, I mean, man there's just so many good ones. I mean, you look out there, and you could just see them all over the place. I mean, so many guys grow up wanting to be wide receivers. So, I mean, in my opinion, it's one of the easier positions to get. But, in a draft, uh, yeah. Yeah, in a draft. But, I mean, that's a, that's n- neither here nor there. I mean, the fact is they don't have one right now, and uh, they need it.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know if Henry Ruggs is going to be playing this game, but if he does, you know, it's going to be a big impact for the Raiders, and it's going to help them out. But. Derek Carr cannot keep up with this offense, and that's going to be the ultimate factor at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and I think once uh, the Chiefs get going, I think they're going to rely heavy on that rookie, and the rookie's showing that he can handle the volume. I mean, again, I said earlier in the podcast that, uh, I mean, he's averaging 17 carries a game, so uh, once they get that lead, they're not afraid to give it to him, and, and you know, he'll handle it. So, yeah, I think they're going to establish the run, you know, once they get that lead early.
0: All right. and that's gonna that's gonna bring us to the end of the, the podcast today and just go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Let's Talk Tds. You can email us any any, any of your thoughts at let's at gmail.com and if you have any questions, just ask. All right thanks guys
1: later.